Blog Talk Hello. Hi, this is Pleasant. Can you hear me? Alexandra, are you there? Yes, I can hear you. Hey, all right. Welcome, everybody. This is Pleasant Salicki, and I'm the author of Delight, Eight Principles for Living with Joy and Ease, published in April 2016. And I'm delighted to be here today with my guest, Alexandra Greenwald. And I'm super excited because I was looking at your website and looking at all of the wonderful tips that you have on styling and can't wait to chat with you about the writing process. So welcome. Thank you. Um, So let's jump in. I noticed on your website that you have a few books already. Is that true? Yes. This is my third book. Awesome. So tell me a little about the writing process for you, writing your other book and then moving into writing with Angela. So why did you decide to work with her since you have other books? This is unlike some of the other authors that I've talked to. Yeah, so it was really during the period when I wrote my second book. It was actually in the marketing. It was actually post-writing it that I realized that I really needed help in in marketing it and getting it in the right hands and also mm-hmm. having it, like, have the right impact. And so originally, for me, writing is very easy. So that book was easy mm-hmm. to write. It's just the rest of the project turned into a monster and mm. I got very caught up in perfectionism and trying to make it perfect in the mm-hmm. printing and that was a huge time suck so when I met Angela I actually wanted just to hire her for marketing I my dream come true mm. would have been to just hire her to market my book <laughs> vetted by a stylist but then I realized that vetted by a stylist as great as it is as a resource book of my my favorite top places in New York it wasn't great at lead generation so in in a sense I Mm. figured out well I wrote the wrong book (laughs) not really Mm. the wrong book but so I really wanted to write a book with Angela because I knew she would help me write a book that would you know a potential client Mm -hmm. would open up and be like so excited and be like, oh, my God, I have to hire this woman. She totally gets me, and she's my jam. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell me a little bit. So you said with the other two books about not, like, quote, unquote, not writing the right book. Tell me a little bit about, a little bit more about what you mean about that. Because I think people who are listening are thinking, well, how do I know if I'm writing the right book or not writing the right book? And what was it, and what's that like for you? <laughs> well, I I don't know if they were really the wrong books. The first book was a book for budding stylists who want to become stylists. And the okay. reality is, is my second book is very helpful for my clients. And it was born out of the idea of, like, I found myself saying to all my clients, here's my favorite hairdresser. Here's my favorite laser person. Here's my favorite mm-hmm. massage therapist. Here's my favorite place to eat. And I found that I was mm-hmm. telling them all the same places, and I found that they were asking me for the same resources. And so I figured, well, if I put all of those in one book, 
and then I just give it to them. They don't have to pick my brain. So it wasn't necessarily that that was the wrong book, but when, when it printed and we did the party, the launch party, and people saw it, they picked it up and they were just like, eh, that's nice. You know, there wasn't like a mm-hmm. next step. Like the book didn't really lead them to a next step. It was just kind of a, oh, that's nice to have. Right, right. So, yeah, so with the third book, With Love What You Wear, I really felt like I was able to communicate my special zone of genius and my special sauce, but also Mm -hmm. entice people to another step to discover more Mm -hmm. about you. Mm -hmm. And that, okay, so that's what you learned from Angela or learned from going through the author incubator process. Right. Yeah, I learned that I had to, I had to speak my client's language, mm-hmm. and I had to <laughs> give yep. her something that she was going to really want, but also self-diagnose herself. You know, because mm-hmm. in a sense, my second book was just this, it. It acted like a solution. Look, here's a resource guide, like a Zagat. Great, you have this Zagat now. Your style problem is fixed. But in reality, it's not fixed. Right. Right. You know, versus like writing a book where people are like, oh, my God, I have this problem and I need to solve this problem. And Alexandra is the one to help me do that. Right. Right. So how did, was that a real difference and impact on your business, the difference between book two and book three? There were so many domino effects to doing the book. I mean, Mm -hmm. I changed the way I structure my programs. I changed the way I charge. I changed the way I interact with clients. Mm -hmm. Um, I, like, love them more. We're, like, I'm, like, closer to my clients. They're more friends. Okay, um, why? You like have to tell more us some fun. of the specifics like about why. More fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. I'm super excited about that. And tell us more. Like, how did you make that change, and where did that come from? Well, it came from, like, a year of unfolding, a year of, mm. you know, being in the mentorship with, with Angela and just all mm. of her teachings. You know, it's so, mm. it's so rich. Mm-hmm. So rich. I mean, just like is there one that I really stands out? One what? Like one teaching that really helped you have more fun, have more joy, love your clients more. Like, is there a specific example, or maybe something she taught that then you translated that really made an impact? Well, she talks about pretending they're a human, and mm-hmm. then treating them like a human and loving them. And mm-hmm. I, I was always very nice to my clients, but I always felt mm-hmm. like there needed to be a distance or like this, mm. this, this, this boundary. I felt like it was really important to set boundaries, which I think boundaries are still important, but it allowed me to show myself more, like be more myself and be more loving towards them. And mm-hmm. just give me permission. Just give me permission 
mm-hmm. to love them like a like a sister or like mm-hmm. a best friend. Mm-hmm. And so did you? How did, is more sorry, fun? Uh, like just it's, like I took my client to a showroom showroom the other day to show her. There's a line that she loves that we just bought a bunch of their clothing and the company reached out to me like do you want to come look at the preview and I was like well this would be fun to do with my client my year of style client and like did I you know was it part of the original agreement no I just thought you know this would be fun Mm -hmm. and she would like Mm -hmm. this and we went and we had so much fun we Mm -hmm. took goofy photos and we posed and we saw the line and it was just gravy and I, I think in the past I would have been like oh but I I didn't charge for that, and, you know, that wasn't part of the thing. Mm-hmm. So tell, let's back up a little bit. How did you meet Angela, or how did you get introduced to the author incubator? And then what were kind of those first initial steps? How did that feel for you? I met Angela because we were both speaking at a women's conference for about 150 women, and we were both like, did our little talks, our stage things. And I went to her dinner. She organized a dinner. So I went to that dinner. Mm-hmm. And honestly, my initial reactions were like, <laughs> what is, who is this Angela? You know, I'm like, because I think she was wearing a really dramatic coat and she had just some crazy clothes on. And then she was talking about a castle. And I was like, what's this castle thing? <laughs> and I was like, who is this crazy woman, you know? And mm-hmm. then I got her, I think they had a giveaway where they gave us a magazine. It was the mm-hmm. incubated magazine. Mm-hmm. And I got it home and mm-hmm. I read it like cover to cover. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Um, and I literally read it like every single word in that, in that, in that magazine. And then I, for, I think I forgot about it. And then I don't know, something, a bee got in my bonnet and I contacted her a bunch of times. And then finally we had our call. And as I said, when I met her, I really, I wanted her to do my marketing. I didn't really Mm -hmm. want to write another book. And Mm -hmm. so it was kind of, it it was definitely interesting journey. It was definitely been a journey. And then, yeah, I joined the, I think it was, called something different but I did the the book writing program and I loved it I loved the homework I loved the structure um, mm-hmm. and I just leaned into the whole thing in a mm-hmm. in a big way and then mm-hmm. the did you have resistance before was there any resistance at the early stages of the process no because I was like well I've done this before and gotten lukewarm results. Imagine if I do this again with a powerhouse. I mm-hmm. just I knew that it would like be a winning combination, mm-hmm. you know. Because I, mm-hmm. I I love to write. I'm good at writing. People have always told me that. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah. It, for me, there wasn't. I didn't have any resistance. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, let's do this. Did other people in your cohort have resistance about what? The writing process and going, like, believing that they were going to finish um, mm. becoming published authors and 
I mean, there's definitely always a squeaky wheel in the group, but I just tried to stay in my lane and focused on mm-hmm. what I needed to do and like sort of kept my blinders on. So mm-hmm. if there was a lot of negative Nancy's, I just would like be like, I'm not listening to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I just say too that like in our not everybody in every cohort has written multiple books and feels confident and just goes all in and surrenders. Um, you know, in our cohort no, there was no. definitely people who were like not necessarily negative Nancy's but just fearful because they had not put themselves out there and um they had not structured their lives and their businesses in ways that were gonna be very successful and so that was a big part of the author and transformation process for them. Um, and I think the cohort is one of the things that makes the group so magical, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I was coming, it's, you have to understand, I was coming into it with 16, going on 17 years as a personal stylist. So I knew where my area of genius was. I knew what room I wanted to be in. I knew my party, you know, like I, yeah, I knew yeah. it. I loved it. I was passionate. I was all in. And the thing is, is yeah. there's definitely people that come in, they're like, I don't know, should I write it about divorce? Should I write it about this? Right. And, like, I yeah. was already, like, super clear. Like, I wasn't going to, like, stop and all of a sudden become, like, a veterinary right. expert. Um, right. So there was, right. like, that clair- that clarity. So I think I got a lot out of it because it was like, okay, well, let's take off now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's just, I think, people who might listen to this podcast where I interview the authors regularly is that's not always the case. A lot of time people are saying, okay, I've been running this type of business for this many years, and there's a lot of different angles that they could take. So I think part of that, the initial process for them was trying to figure out what to really write about, given there's a lot of topics they could write about, you know. But again, the structure of what you talked about, the homework um, and the sort of process of it is is really meant to help you be successful in the end, <laughs> you know, and yeah, not to let vi- you pick the wrong topic. <laughs> yeah, you know? the visualization really helps, you know, the, the meditation exercise mm-hmm. really helps. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I've noticed that in the Quill, we've got 107 members, and there's mm-hmm. definitely people that are super, super active, and then there's people that I've never, ever seen. You know, and I do mm-hmm. think it's mm-hmm. one of these things you get what you put into it. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to go all in. I mean, because I signed up for it. And I, I'm just not the sort of person where I've joined 10 groups. I just right. joined this group. And then I right. had a lot of offers from people that were like, oh, join my coaching thing, join my thing, join my this thing. And I, and I would or come to my mastermind or come to my retreat. And I was like very clear. I was like, nope, I'm just doing this one thing. I'm, I'm not going to have yeah. like multiple messages in my head. Right. And I'm just going to like, I'm just going to choose and lean in. Yeah. And it's so smart because then, you know, it, you just have so much more laser focus, so much more attention geared and, um, I think it's just such a um, a really focused and attentive and smart way to work. Um, yeah. We live in a world full of distractions and more, 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 and more groups and this and that. And so I know for a lot of people, it's really challenging <laughs> for them to do yeah. it. Um, yeah. You know, so kudos to you. And 
kudos to you for doing that and seeing the results that you're seeing. Like you're more likely to continue on that path and choosing one thing and being all in on something because you've had so much success by doing that. Right. So kind of trust that for yourself. Yeah. But also I had um, to put my own, I had to put my own benchmarks because I knew, you know, Angela talks about like getting a 10 times, you know, return on your investment. And she actually tried to like turn me away from the quill. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't think you're mm-hmm. going to get a 10 times return. And mm-hmm. I, you know, and I was like, you know, that's fine with me. And, you know, did I turn like, that investment into 10 times? No, but I felt like the progress that I did make in the timing that I did was as good as I could do. So my own benchmarks were my benchmarks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is really important is that you get to set that for yourself and you get to really, um, take ownership of that, especially if you have other things that are at that high priority for you. Um, I, I just have a similar experience with my little ones at home and my desire to spend time with them and really building a business and a life that feels good to me and spacious. Um, it means that I'm making decisions and choices for my business and my life that other people wouldn't necessarily make. But as long as I'm good with them, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, I think that 10 times investment kind of, you know, get, earning it back kind of depends on how you're calculating that, really, because um, it's not always monetary. And I know that that is a big part for a lot of people going into the program for a number of different reasons, people wanting to move, people leaving relationships. You know, there's a lot of um, financial motivation, but I also think that going through the process, and now also you've gone through this process, you were part of these other Uh, this other group and learning and going deeper, you have so many skills to bring forward from here into all the work that you do. You know, it's a real gift. Yeah. Plus I met, I met another stylist who has become one of my besties and we, you know, Mm. mastermind and trade secrets and talk Mm. shop all the time. And I, I never in the past thought that I would enjoy that. And I, I do enjoy it. And we're actually forming our own little like, power stylist brigade mastermind and because I feel like we we want to continue with Angela's principles but we also want to adapt them for our market and our industry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay so you talked a little bit about the homework the visualization that was really awesome for you was there anything else specifically in the program that you felt like was really powerful either in the book writing program or that you learned from her that really made an effect on you? The process, just, I felt like her process really worked in terms Mm -hmm. of like you write the book basket and then, you know, you ask yourself like of everything that's in the book basket, like does my ideal reader, is this going to like, is this something that she really needs to hear? And, you know, having that structure of like, I mean, just the the process was great. Like, I was like, this is a freaking genius. It just really worked for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. having all that. And then and then when she created Start, uh, which was late in the game, you know, that was something that I had been craving since the beginning of joining the Quill. And it made me realize that I really like structure and I like deadlines and I like, you know, putting it on my calendar because I feel like that's how I make the most progress. 
is mm-hmm. map, mapping it out and being like, okay, this is the big task, but then how am I going to get there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, so now, so you went through the process. When did your book come out? It will be out in stores May 1st. Oh, out in stores May 1st. Okay, so it's not out quite yet. And it's on what? it's on Amazon already. It's like for pre order right Amazon now already. and it's awesome. Yeah, and it's digital and you know, you can get an ebook from me or from Amazon. And so what was the difference? So you said around you've had you've had these other books. Um this time now that it's out already on Amazon and coming out in print, um, what are some of the other sort of rewards or benefits or what do you notice now that you have um this book out? Hmm. Well, just being in stores because mm-hmm. book number one was just ebook and that's mm-hmm. great. But, you know, some people will say like, oh, that's just an ebook, you know, there's that mm-hmm. stigma. Mm-hmm. And then book number two was in print. Um, but I really did because I didn't know the ins and out of Amazon and how it works. I had it printed with Ingram Sparks and then I sold it as a product and because it wasn't really wasn't really selling as a book, it didn't get it didn't get promoted in any way on Amazon. And so mm-hmm. it doesn't sell organically the way my third book sells organically mm-hmm. on Amazon cuz other other people are searching for something and also knowing that I'm going to be in stores, that's that's pretty valuable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Having and so how Morgan are you using James. that in your? Yeah, are you using that in your marketing now, or how is that? <clears throat> what do you? How are you using that for your benefit in your business? I mean, it just added like best selling to my description. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not a. It's. I mean, I. I think credentials are. They're important, but these days I focus more about how can I talk about the problem in the language that my lady mm-hmm. wants to hear it. Because it's not mm-hmm. really about me. A lot of these things are like ego-based. Like to some mm-hmm. extent a book is an ego-based thing. So it gives people as, oh, well, she's really an expert. She's really, you know, good. But I still have to go out there and create clients. Mhm. Yep. It's not a magic so, pill. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's it's still great. work that has to be done. You know, it's great. Out there, it's yeah. great. Mhm. Mhm. But let's um, be real. Like you... I still have to do the footwork. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> um, create the offers. Have the conversations. Get on the phone. Do all the pick things. up the phone. <laughs> Pay the bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like that expression, <laughs> trust in God, but tie your camel to the tree. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, okay, so someone's thinking about writing a book. Someone's thinking about joining Author Incubator. What is your advice for them? Do it if it's a good fit. How will they know that? Oh, gosh. I just knew in my gut. 
Mm-hmm. My just gut, like my gut, just tell, just kept telling me. I kept having big aha moments. Like Jill would say something, and then something else in my brain would go, "Oh, that's why that didn't work," or oh, "That's mm. why that worked." Like I would have these aha moments, and mm-hmm. I they were just they were like it was like pieces of a puzzle falling together. Mm-hmm. And I just knew, I just like, there's just something resonated for me. But I will say, I think if you're going to join it, don't join 20 other fucking things at the same time. Mm-hmm. I see people get in the group and then they get in this and then they get that and they sign up and then they're like enrolled in like six other things. And then they're, when are they going to have time to work? All they're doing is programming. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're spot on there. So I love that. Okay. So people listen to this and they want to learn more from you and about you. So where can they find you? Oh, super easy to find. AlexandraStylist.com. Okay. And you do a web presence. Okay, cool. And do you do live events? They can obviously get your book in the store and on Amazon. Um, yes. Any live events or places they can see you outside of New York? Well, I'm doing a uh, in-house you know finance company, but it's not open to the public. But I okay. do um, cool. I do style presentations. I am for hire for style presentations, and then I cool. do one-to-one. I do one-to-one styling, and mm. women fly in from all over the world to work with me, and. Okay, so that's in person, their true they come self. in. In person cool. in Manhattan. In yep. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for chatting and wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much. This was super fun. Take care. Thanks, Alexandra. Take care. All right. You too. Bye.